With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the morning meeting of the virtual hedge fund experience we call Armor Investing. Chief Investment Officer, Portfolio Manager on the desk, ready to go. Remember, everything I share with you right now is how I run my own personal capital and my virtual hedge fund. You figure out what works for you, figure out your risk tolerance, your goal, and be the smart money. Take the responsibility, take the action, be successful. Now, let's dive into stock market direction, highlighted stock of the day, stocks to watch, some armor research. We're going to go through those four categories. Everything always flows on my desk from the big indexes and the armor algorithms that get us long the market or protect capital so that we're on the right side of probability over and over again when rewards worth risk. We keep doing that, net worth goes up. We have to remember these are algorithms. These are probability algorithms. Nothing's a crystal ball. Nothing's guessing what's going to happen next. In essence, we are reading and reacting to what we see and we use the algos to figure out what the goalposts are. If this, then that. Okay. So I talked about, uh, I think on Monday, here are the three scenarios, what the markets could do. Um, scenario one is playing out, which so far is, is the most bullish scenario. We had a rip from the original risk monitor green. We had a consolidation for almost uh, actually over a month now. Um, then we had the follow on buy trigger a couple days ago. So we're looking at the S&P right now. It's just a microcosm, but they're all, all the indexes are pretty much the same. We can flip through them real quick if it will help you. So there's the rip off the low. Here's the pullback to the support. There's the follow through buy signal. Markets are now going higher. Okay. Shakeout yesterday was pretty intense. Okay. Now we're looking at a three minute chart. So um, this is the daily chart. This is the three-minute chart. So you had this shakeout in the morning right up to 11.30. Write it down. 11.30 is one of the most important times of day. Okay? Very often, you'll get weakness in the first two hours to shake the tree, strengthen the end of the day. That just means that was a very bullish day. It might feel bearish because it was freaky in the morning, but that's just to shake out weak holders. And what I like to do on days like that has helped focus my portfolio. I want to focus on the leaders. I took opportunity in the morning to get rid of some positions, booking profits on a lot of them. And then after that 1130 setup, increase the size of the positions that we were already on. That means we have increased position size in the NASDAQ 100, increased position size on the S&P 500 through the double and the triple index ETFs. Okay. It means we have double the exposure to the highlighted group today that I'm going to go over, and that's got to be uranium. 
Hats off to armor analyst Ares, who's been building this thesis tirelessly for us for a long time. And it's that focus as a research analyst that keeps it at the top of our whiteboard and has allowed us to be in position for what is a nice move going on this morning. So highlighted stock to watch for us right now is URNM. Okay, that's the uranium um, uh, um, ETF from Sprott that I've chosen to use. You can use any one you want that that's, you know, makes you happy. They all look the same. URNM is my favorite. URA looks great. Okay. URNJ. Um, I, I, I might be adding that back to the portfolio today. I don't know. I put on a much bigger position URNM, so I might just stay with the big. Might stay with the big guys. And all of this is happening um, from a fundamental point of view this morning. We get the, you know, the first thing this morning, it was kind of a nice way to wake up. Um, the largest producer of uranium in the world announced they're going to fall short on production targets. We read that on Bloomberg this morning. So you're looking at a perfect entry point of a cup and handle base on the uranium miners. Okay. Closed strong yesterday and now is going to gap up about 4% this morning. And of course, the gorilla in this space is CCJ, and, and that's going to blow out to new highs. Okay. Um, let's take a quick look at uh, URNM, just for anybody who thinks maybe they've missed it. Okay. Then you have to just pull back and look at these are O'Neill charts now. Investors Business Daily, look at the weekly chart of uranium the weekly chart of Sprott Uranium Miners, it's just beginning this week. We were early on the trade. It's now blowing out. So any more uh, position size, if you've missed it, action can still be taken with, you know, I would say the low of this week would have to be your stop, or at the very least, the low of yesterday would be your stop. Okay? So... There's a thought, highlighted stock of the day, highlighted um, stock to watch. Let's move through a couple other ideas um, that are going to adjust how we trade today. So getting back to the market itself, shakeout yesterday, closed well off the lows, focused our portfolio on leadership, have cash still in the portfolio, ready to put to work. If the markets can close the week strong, I've always said I'm going to be putting more cash to work. So we got the risk monitor follow-on signal two days ago. Yesterday, the market tested. I want to remind everybody that when we get risk monitor greens, like we did in November, when we get follow-throughs like we did a couple days ago, I would say there's a 50-50 chance that the next day, you will get a shakeout that tests the stop or a gap higher that just explodes. It's a 50-50 situation. Sometimes what I do is put half the trade on on the buy trigger and then finish it off the next day. If there's weakness, finish it off near the stop. If it's a gap and go, finish it off as it's going because it's literally 50-50 that you'll get that shakeout. So there was nothing tragic about the shakeout yesterday we just had to see where we were going to end the day 
shakeouts can either become reversals and the market craters, and that's it. Trade over. So what I love about that follow-on buy trigger, it's it's not so much how much money we're about to make, which would be great if we do. That's not the way to think about it. It's more, here's the goalposts. If we take out the low of the buy trigger, something's wrong with the market. I'll raise a lot of cash. If we follow through and we close the week in the top quarter of the range, we're making new highs on the year, then I know game on. I want all of my assets invested. I have maybe I got 25% cash in the portfolio right now. So we'll go over top stocks on the whiteboard, top shelf names that I may buy. I'll go over that in a minute. So assuming today's strong, I'm going to put some of these stocks in the portfolio. If today's not strong, market craters, I might go into the weekend with more cash. So meet us on the desk. Trade with us today. We're live all day, 9.30 to 4. If you can't be on it all day, 11.30 updates, 3.30 updates. Every now and then I do an update at 3 o'clock. If you can only come in for a short period of time and I have an update, just ask me. Just put it right into the Slack room. Hey, or put it into the message board of, of the YouTube video. Hey, I can only sit here for five minutes. Tell me what's cooking and what you're thinking. I'm happy to do it for you. Okay. So a um, couple other thoughts before I get to you know top stocks that I may buy. Um, Tesla's in real trouble. I'm wondering how this is going to affect um, the, the, the rest of the market. Tesla's in real trouble. We saw the story the other day that Hertz, this is yesterday, is like selling 30,000 of their EVs into the used car market. That can't be good. Um, and they're shifting to uh, combustion engines because it's too expensive to run EVs. And so just food for thought, how does this affect, first of all, here's a bullish thought. How does this affect the other hateful eight? You call it the Magnificent Seven. I call it the Hateful Eight. Everyone loves to hate the fact these stocks are up. And I say, let's simplify our investing. Stop arguing with it. That's the leadership. I own leaps on Meta, NVIDIA, Microsoft. And I added leaps yesterday in stock I'm about to tell you. But before I get there, Tesla, if Tesla's breaking down, it has the obvious effect on all of the ARC funds. It kind of takes ARC off the picture for me. I, I like to put money into ARKK and trade that, but not if Tesla's breaking down. I'm not going to mess with any of those ARK funds. And you better look before you buy an ARK fund. Is Tesla in it? It's kind of strange. It could be a fund that you wouldn't think has any Tesla. And then you look and there's a lot of Tesla. So um, be aware that's like a Tesla proxy. The, that's the bearish side. The bullish side, other hateful eight names might get more exposure. I don't see an institution selling Tesla, taking the money and going and buying a small cap stock. The, the, the capital that's committed to something like a Tesla name will stay in that um, mega cap arena. And so I see it shifting into the other hateful eight names that we like. Let's go to a hateful eight name that might get some capital. Ready? Tesla's breaking down. Netflix is breaking out. That Netflix chart looks really compelling to me. Okay, let's look at it here on the weekly chart now, or let's zoom into the daily. There's the daily breakout on volume yesterday in Netflix. And this morning, we read that Oppenheimer puts a $600 price target on it 
advertising MAUs are accelerating, suggesting significant upside to 2024 estimates. Advertising. Monthly average users. Don't forget they have that. You can watch Netflix without paying for it, getting ads. So what does that make me immediately think? If that is happening at Netflix, which we expect it to. So what they're saying is that cohort is growing quickly, which could allow Netflix to significantly beat numbers. Who else? Qui bono? Who benefits? I have to put Trade Desk at the top of my list again. It's not ready. I'm not buying it yet. But th- this is the primary beneficiary of a company that uh, uh, that that is affected by ad service. So put this in the category of top stocks to watch. Something I may add to the portfolio. How about IAS? That's the second one I'd pay attention to. Integral Ad Sciences. So as more of these pay per view companies go to don't pay, but will serve you ads, companies like Trade Desk and Integral Sciences benefit from that growth. And the stocks have been beaten up and all the bad news is in them. This could be the year for those stocks if it's the year for Netflix. So they're like satellite stocks to Netflix. Okay. Um, Escalating violence in the Middle East. Houthis were um, bombarded yesterday. Finally, thank God. Okay. Why did it take so long? Who knows? Um, Gold is up today. I own some Sprott physical gold. We all do. Okay. Um, I'm not adding to that position right here, but it does put Sprott physical silver and which looks God awful, but maybe that was a shakeout day yesterday on huge volume. Um, And it puts GDX back into the realm of possibility, depending on how they end. So let's see how they trade. I normally don't buy these things, never in the morning, and and usually not on the back of of warmongering. But you don't don't know. So let's keep our eye on oil. Oil ever can get back above the 200-day moving average. That could be an interesting place for us to focus on capital. Nothing right now. Um, Rounding out my... um, process for you today, I would focus on. So what did we talk about? We went over stock market direction, what we're going to do at the end of the day, depending on what happens today. Okay. We talked about highlighted group. That's going to be uranium. We already doubled it yesterday. Do I add more to it today? I have to see how it trades. Um, We talked about Tesla and shifting capital into other hateful eight names. Uh, Netflix being the highlighted stock of the hateful eight right now. I'm not a buyer of gold, silver, or oil on the action this morning, but it is on my radar. Do I want more exposure? Let's talk real quick about um, the highlighted stock to buy today. And then I'll share with you a list of top shelf names that I may buy. Okay, I may invest in. We already have a position in MSOS. We all know there's potential for something cooking in cannabis. I've already done a video about this. You can go find it on the YouTube channel. I've shared it with everybody. Okay, so bottoming wedge in MSOS, um, waiting for Godot. Okay, at some point, DEA is going to make some announcement, blah, blah, blah. 
the risk reward is worth it down here. It's asymmetrical, so I have a position on it. Okay. It got me thinking, though. Um, yesterday, we saw uh, a comment. This is the this is the comment I'm going to share with you. Um, the feds are going to release marijuana rescheduling memo and related documents in their entirety. Okay, now that story seems innocuous, but it's actually a very important story for cannabis. People are trying to figure out where is the government? What is the government's real intention? And so this do document was redacted and there was a lawsuit to get it revealed so we can all see what HHS is saying to DEA and everybody else so we can get an idea of where this business is headed. So it's assumed it's going to be bullish. We're going to read that release and it's going to share with us the direction of where the government wants to take cannabis. So let's assume that it's a reschedule. It's an S3. That's what everyone thinks. Um, the outside chance that it's a D schedule, which would be unreal for these stocks. Um, no matter what it is, it's a major league beneficial. Just go watch the video. I've already talked about it. We won't do it again today, but um, it's cash flow dropping to the bottom line for all of the U.S. producers. I'll bring that up because that dovetails into the highlighted stock of the day that I'm going to be positioning. And that has to be um, uh, IIPR, which is Innovative Properties. Now, I want you to see this chart. First of all, those of you who know me may remember from 2019, at the end of 2019, I did a YouTube video. And I wrote a fairly long missive on the cannabis story. And I said to you then that the number one way to play the cannabis theme, this was late 2019, the number one way to play it would be IIPR. Stock was trading at $78 a share. Stock went to $200 a share and kicked off huge amounts of dividends. At the end of the day, in retrospect, it was the single best way to play cannabis, certainly on a risk-adjusted basis. But you got paid huge on principle while collecting massive amounts of yield. That, that was the best way to play it. And of course, it suffered. We got stopped out of that trade along with everything else as they cratered. That's fine. Now what we see, I want you to look at this chart because what's happening now is the same thing that was happening in 2019, which is, by the way, very bullish for the whole space. But look at the leadership and in innovative properties. Innovative properties has already taken out the highest September. Look at MSOS. MSOS is well below the highest September. Pull up any U.S. producer. They're trading below the highest September. Some people love to look at Grogen. I can't stand the stock. Flees all over it. Not even close to the highest September. I don't care which one you look at. The stock you're going to find that's above the highest September is Innovative Properties. This is the single best way to play cannabis on a risk-adjusted basis. And I say that risk-adjusted, that it has huge upside when money flows into cannabis. And at the same time, what you're buying is real estate. It's a REIT. They own real estate. They do leasebacks with cannabis companies. Don't tell me all the problems they have in California. They had in California. 
the beauty of this investment now, number one, trial by fire. We know the management team is good. They've navigated through a horrific downturn for their tenants. All the bad news is in the stock. We know what the problems are with the tenants and the stock is starting to turn. You could see it. Hey, don't believe me. Go look at the weekly chart. Go look at the weekly chart. Look, major downtrend has been broken. Here, I'll show it to you. I mocked up this chart. Oops. Right? Look at that. It finds support at the lows of 2020. Finds support right there and breaks the downtrend. On rising volume, look at the volume. Okay, this is the single best way to play cannabis. 7.7% yield. Totally liquid. Trades on a major exchange in the U.S. Anybody who wants a piece of the cannabis team can go buy this asset. They can't buy MSOS. They can't buy TrueLeaf. A whole bunch of brokerage firms won't let you do it. You know, those brokerage firms that came out yesterday and said they won't let you buy Bitcoin ETFs, they don't let you buy cannabis stocks, but you can buy a REIT. This is why this is the, this, this company is the best um, canary in the coal mine, so to speak. That canary dies, but and you know, the canary also lives, right? And so what happens is money starts flowing into the space that can't get into cannabis investments any other way. It comes into this space. And so it becomes the leader. It's the easiest way to get in and get out of a cannabis investment for anybody who wants a piece. It's a leader and it will be a leader again. So you want to say to me, maybe long-term when the rules change, maybe it, I forget it. I'm not talking about that. This is a, the thought process may be, well, if it's rescheduled, then all of these other companies can start uplisting on the New York, New York Stock Exchange or wherever, NASDAQ, and it will siphon investment off from IIPR. That's the argument I hear. That, that's way down the road. You mean that's after this, this stock doubles and pays you a fat dividend? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like That thought might be true way down the road. But right now, what's most important for this company is that if we get the 280E rule change, if we get any type of rescheduling, all of their tenants get a cash flow windfall, making that dividend solid. They've navigated through a totally rickety dividend dividend uh, um, uh, tenant uh, uh, relationship. They've just gone through the worst tenant relationship you can imagine. A rescheduling makes their tenants financial future a lot more secure, making this investment a lot more secure. It's a real estate investment, gets paid lease. This is the best way to play cannabis. So I got some MSOS and I'm going to have some, um, I'm going to have some IIPR in the portfolio probably by the end of the day, depending on what the market's the market's crashing. I might not, but assuming that we're not having some type of horrific market, this is going to be a position I add. And I'm going to add it to my dividend portfolio too. I'll collect 7.7%, 7.5%, whatever I get. That's just perfect. 
All right. Um, I'll wrap up with the last few stocks to watch that if the market's strong, where would I go? Um, do I want to try to URNJ it again? Um, we'll see. I might add that back to the portfolio. I want to own IoT. I want to own PATH. These are my favorite niche uh, AI stories. I want to own Palantir, PLTR. I'm looking for entry points here. Doesn't mean I'm going to own them today. These are just top stocks on the whiteboard that I may, um, uh, I may focus on. And my favorite group to focus on is probably going to be semiconductors. I'd like to get uh, triple the semis back in the portfolio, SOXL. Okay, so there's your thoughts for the morning. I hope you find them helpful. I can't wait to work with you guys on the live desk. We'll get that going at 9.30. Um, for everybody else who can't make it, don't forget you can always tune in during the day and just you know ask for an update. I'll share with you what we're doing on the desk and, and what we see happening and what we expect to do by the end of the day. So I'm always happy to do an update whenever you guys need it. Um, everybody else, all of you, have a wonderful three-day weekend, right? The market's closed on Monday, um, I think. Martin Luther King, right? And um, remember, at the end of the day, you have to be the smart money. You can do it. Figure out your strategy and execute it. Have a great day, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.